Hello everyone, Annie here with my dope ass Rex. The first one that I'm recommending this week is a bit of a cheat and I'm sorry, but also what can you do? There were no real rules set in place for this, so I'm going to cheat. And the story is actually a script. It's called Flight 180, written by Jeffrey Reddick. It's the script that eventually turned into the Final Destination franchise. So while it's really cool that we get this look into a script from 1994 that eventually turned into a really cool movie, what I liked about it was the insight that we got into Charlie's character, which is something that we obviously didn't get in the show. We got a lot more of that in fanfic, and it's a great way to explore the family dynamic. But also... (laughs) And this is what really screamed fanfic to me. Someone who obviously watched and loved the show was writing this script is how Charlie was so invested in what Mulder and Scully were doing in their relationship. And I just thought it was really funny how this professional writer who got a movie made out of this one script has the same interests as, you know, thousands, maybe millions, I don't know, of writers and fans out there. So if you're looking for a little bit of the film trivia and history, definitely check this out. If you're interested in maybe some aspects of Charlie, what he might have been like, his relationship with Scully, then again, check it out. My second rec is called Fox Goes for Thirds, and that is by Anonymous Fiji Mermaid. And this is a writer that's been around for... Mm, I don't know, a while, maybe a year or two. They don't have a lot of fix, but their fix are super duper smutty, like hot, steamy, threesome, everything you can think of smutty. In this latest one, which is a work in progress, but I believe will be finished pretty soon, possibly even by the time this episode comes out, Mulder and Scully have broken up and Mulder is just feeling super depressed He's thinking about Scully all the time, touching himself, watching porn and all of that, which we know Mulder loves to do. And he kind of decides to take matters into his own hands when he goes on Reddit and finds a man, a jerk-off buddy, a jerk-off friend. I don't know what the proper term is. I should look it up. Uh, And then from there, it goes on and And he decides that he likes that so much that he's willing to explore a little bit more. So he ends up finding a couple and they meet at a hotel room for a sexy rendezvous. And from there, he ends up having, I don't want to say like an emotional connection with the wife, but they like each other very much sexually. And so they kind of explore that a little bit. Um... Again, it's a work in progress, but I really like this author. I have every confidence that they're going to A, finish the story, and B, make it something enticing, titillating, and I can't wait to read the rest of it. And my final recommendation for this week is a story, a bananas story, called Dana Scully and the Multiverse of Mulders, again by anonymous VG Mermaid. It's also a work in progress, but may be completed by the time this drops. I know that the writer is currently working on the last couple of chapters. And essentially in this story, in the multiverse, Mulder and Scully are together in every single universe but one. And in order for the 
multiverse not to collapse, they have to get them together. So very cleverly, the writer has named the universe that we know the 1013 universe. And in the 1069 universe, Mulder and Scully are not together. So Mulder and Scully travel to that time and find Mulder so that, well, Scully finds Mulder so that she can get him together with Scully. And he is this total loser in this universe. He just did not reach his full potential. He wears sweatpants and eats terrible food. He doesn't date or know how to talk to women. And he works in a comic book store. So he does not work for the FBI. He does, he never finds the X-Files. And you kind of, there's a clue there as to why he never reaches his full potential. And 1013 Scully has made it her mission to fuck some sense into 1069 Mulder and kind of all this madness and silliness ensues throughout all the fucking. It's very Darren Morgan-esque. He was obviously a big influence on this particular story. And there's plenty of jealousy within the 1013 Mulder and Scully's dynamic. They are fucking and Mulder just wants Scully to admit that they're in love and she refuses to do that. So he goes out and finds the 1069 Scully and now they're in love. So lots of stuff going on in this one. It's definitely jam-packed with a lot of story, a lot of jokes, um, a lot of jealousy, and overall a really fun read. Okay, everyone, addendum to what I just recorded a couple of days ago. Dana Scully and the Multiverse of Madness has been completed. Final chapter is so smoking freaking hot. I just have one thing to say, and that is many molders. Please go check it out. It's totally worth the multi-molders. Hi, this is Kristen, and we're back with some dope-ass wrecks. For my first one, I'm going to take it back, a little old school, back to Gossamer, and some very early slippin' Mickeys with interlude in a miserable year. It's rated PG-13 on Gossamer, which translates roughly for me to a teen and up, maybe a light mature. In this fic, we're in season nine. The slip is playing a little loose with the timeline. Mulder's on the run. Scully's at home with William. Mulder, in this fic, is in L.A., and he's searching for information. He's at the federal building. He's got a fake ID. The gunmen have helped him. He's trying to find some information to get himself back home to Scully and William. He's being chased through the federal building, and he dips into the women's restroom. And who does he come face-to-face with? Scully. She helps him escape, and they realize they have just one night together. And that's basically where the fic wraps up. Mulder and Scully spend that one night together. But it's beautiful. It's classic Slip and Mickey's. I know from speaking with her, she feels that some of her earlier work isn't up to par with her newer work. But I would disagree. I think this fic is amazing. I think it's a classic. I think it's beautifully written and definitely something you should check out. My next fic is Dry Humping and Pizza by Stella XX Gibson on AO3, rated explicit. It's basically two chapters of smut. And how can you not love that? 
Chapter one is talking about Mulder and Scully new in their relationship. They haven't had sex yet. They're on their way to having sex and Skinner interrupts them as he would. We move into chapter two, which is just pure unadulterated hotness and sexiness. Definitely worth the read or listen to. It's fun. Classic Mulder Scully mixed with some first time sex. My third fic for this round is Puff Puff Kiss by The Bobble Hat on AO3. Rated mature. This is a Stranger Things fic. It's also a Steve Harrington, Eddie Munson fic. In the fic, the gang is all in the woods. Um, Steve is trying weed for the first time. Everyone's stoned, listening to music, having fun, and telling some ghost stories around the fire. Eddie and Steve eventually break off, and they start discussing who they are and what they are. And Eddie talks about being bisexual. Steve isn't sure if he is or not. And it leads to a first kiss between the two and a little more. The Bobble Hat is an amazing author. Uh, You should definitely check out all their work. I really love this Stranger Things piece. So hope you enjoy these three recs. I believe you'll be able to find audio for all three of them over at Audio Fanfic Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Hey, Rachel here, and in true multi-fandom form, I'm bringing you one dope-ass rec from each of my fandoms this week. Again. I guess we should just get used to that. To start, the one I am unlikely to record anytime soon for size um, is Winter's Child by J. Elizabeth. This is an AU Star Trek Voyager fic. Uh, It is on fanfiction.net, 46,000 words, and it is one of my absolute favorites. It is written in first person from the point of view of Beatrice Janeway, a child who was born on a frozen crashed Voyager where some of the crew survived during Timeless. The fic supposes that Janeway and Chakotay slept together before the slipstream flight And then they crashed, and a handful of the crew manages to survive and build a workable home using their smarts and whatever technology they're able to get their hands on in the belly of the ship, um, making making the bridge kind of like a common area and homes in the Jeffreys tubes. They carry on like this for 15 years, hoping to be rescued, but making it all work. And B tells the story. Um, she comes to understand who her mother was, who her mother is, and begins to question her parentage as she watches some of the other survivors procreate and whatnot. Until Chicote, Harry, and Tess show up to change history, not expecting any survivors, leaving the now rescued B to decide whether the future is worth changing. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite Voyager fix, and it has a follow-up, um, Vi Temporalis, that offers three different scenarios after the end of Winter's Child, like three different paths that could have happened. And I cannot, I cannot stress how incredible this fic is. Words just really don't do it justice. Uh, the original characters are complex and they're well portrayed. The unique view of Janeway through the eyes of someone that loves her and intuitively understands her in this is kind of a new experience. Um, it is, It is really just incredible and you should go read it. 
and maybe someday listen to it if I get ambitious. My second um, and X-Files fic is um, Atchel by All These Ghosts. It is short. It is just over 1,000 words and can be found on AO3. Mulder and Scully are house-sitting in a seasonal cabin that no one wants to stay at in the cold weather. Uh, They're on the run and in hiding. It's really just a slice of their stay while they deal with where life has brought them and how they crave the loneliness they were starved of, even as they're still struggling to come to terms with everything. That horrible, wonderful juxtaposition of wanting comfort from the one who hurt you sort of thing, it kind of ripples through this angsty fic, and it leaves you in a place knowing that they're going to be okay. It is gorgeously written. Um, You can almost feel the cold and the storm. Um, It's wonderful. All of all all these ghost stuff is wonderful, so go check that out. And finally, for SVU... Uh, Will You Stay Right Here by Nimble Wordplay, who I just discovered gave us permission to record. So if a miracle happens, this 11,000 word fic will be dropping with this episode. We shall see. It may not, but it will be eventually. But that promo, that, that promo, uh, it did things to us. And some of the stuff that I've read since then is a million times better than I believe we'll get. Better than the writing team could ever hope. This fic which I stumbled onto during an infrequent jaunt on the timeline that had descended into chaos for days, was the first that I'd read by this author. I will rectify that. And it just pulled me in. It starts before Elliot leaves, and it tells of times, moments, when one of them has asked the other to stay. From when he comes back, to family things that come up, um, to their relationship as it grows and it grows in in seriousness and it's written, it's just, it's breathtaking with the variety and the sentence structure and the way that, I'm assuming it's she, I'm sorry, the way that they um, use the words to just kind of craft this it, it, it's really, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's just like the perfect length. And everyone, if you haven't already read it, everyone should go read it and hopefully, hopefully listen to it. I will try to be ambitious. We will see. But those are my dope ass recs for today. Stay tuned two weeks from now for another AFP top three.